Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hey, it's Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. Hey, everybody, how are you doing out there? So this is a really, really weird day for me. I'm alone here in the studio. I'm expecting a visitor. Um, there is just so much going on to promote today that um, I think that what we're going to do is just really talk about that, what what's going on out there in this neighborhood. And I'm also like really, really anxious. So maybe if no one shows up, I think maybe I'll just really be balls out and do some free association and tell you what I'm worried about because I've got I've got so much going on. Um, and then there's part of me that also feels like a total egomaniac asshole just to like do the show and talk about myself. But I guess what the deal is is that if I do a lot of talking about myself. And showing you the real side of me that you guys will identify, right? You know what I mean? And then you'll think like, well, wow, Lisa's just so fucked up. And look at her. She's on the radio talking about it. Maybe I'm not so bad. So I'm willing to do that. I mean, I kind of do that anyway. Um, So I just want to let, you know, I'm just going to, catch you up to speed about what's going on. Okay. Uh, but before I do that, I want to thank you mostly for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn and listening to me mouth off. Um, I'm having a really hard time today. You can tell that I'm going to, I have to build myself up. Um, you know what? I, I'm fine. Fuck it. Everything's fine. So anyway, um, but what I want to tell you is I want to tell you um, about our, um, you know, our, I have to do our station ID. We've got some, uh, some events going on here. We have uh, a teen after school program. This is what you should be donating to because, you know, as you know, uh, it would be great to do that particularly today. Because of the hearings, the Kavanaugh hearings are really taking over everything. I think that's part of why I'm so uh, verklempt right now, because I was listening to them before it came on. And uh, as I was saying to Norton, Norton's going to be here in a minute. As I was saying to Norton, uh, you know, the thing about uh, Professor Ford that I particularly love is the way like, I would cast her to represent women. Um, I was talking to Norton, who's a curator doing the show here at 100 Bogart, the same building, gallery space, um, same building as uh, the radio station studios, 100 Bogart. He's going to be here in a minute. And um, he's an incredible artist, an incredible curator, an incredible fucking human being, basically. Yeah, uh, but anyway, I was talking to him before I got on the show and another artist there, we were talking and I was saying how great it was to be represented out in the world by Dr. Ford because 
I said, you know, of course, I've been sexually harassed. And I looked at the other artists and she, of course, had been sexually harassed. And I was saying that the thing is, is that because I'm a weird, quirky person with uh, self-esteem issues, even though I know when I could, even though I am really good at telling people to fuck off when I need to, as you know, if you've listened to any of my shows, I fucking take control. But nevertheless, uh, you know, people can sort of, because I'm, you know, funny, or people can push me aside and say she's a, she's crazy, or I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have all the uh, earmarks of things that people want to take seriously. Plus, I like to have fun. I don't take myself so seriously. But now, Professor Dr. Um, Ford, whoa, she's amazing. That woman, I would cast her. You can't talk about credibility. Talk about uh, respectable. You know, finally, finally, we got somebody to stand up for us chicks who's got the power. She's a very powerful woman and very, you know, I mean, you can't. I, uh, I'm I'm really excited about these hearings. To tell you the truth, I'm a little like, I wish I was actually hearing, listening to Kavanaugh now, but you know what? I'm enjoying mouthing off by myself in the studio. Wait a second. Hold on. I got to close the door, okay? Okay, I'm closing the door. Did you hear that? Did you hear that door closed? I don't have anybody in here with me. I got to do this all myself. So anyway, I just closed the door in case you didn't notice. Uh, But anyway, I think that she is, you know, I just think that there have been too many women that have, that are too easily pushed aside. Like no, no disrespect whatsoever, but like Stormy Daniels, she's my hero. But if you want to, you can say, well, Stormy Daniels is a, uh, you know, uh, professional sex worker. And therefore, what the fuck does she know? Probably a lot more than you do, certainly about sex. And uh, she was able to describe Donald Trump's penis really well. Speaking of penises, <laughs> here's here's Norton. Norton, you look so serious. What's the matter? I'm so glad to see you. I was just going on about how nervous I was because I was, I'm really sh- like having, put your headphones down. We got to get Norton, Norton. Okay. I know I got to help you. Uh, okay. You got the headphones on. Oh, okay. I know. And now put your, put your mouth close, close to the microphone. Okay. Okay. Are you good? Hi, Norton. It's Hello. really good to see you. I was just going on. What? I feel like an idiot. What's the artist's name? I'm so verklempt today. So what's the artist's name that we were just talking to, that lovely woman? Who Marcella did? Silva. Marcella Silva. Okay, I got to remember that. You call, what do you call her? Marcella. Marcella. Okay, so I was just going on about how great you are, uh, Norton. <laughs> I really was. I was saying that uh, you're, the show you're doing is great. 
I'll replay this later to make sure you're not lying. Yeah, I think you should. And that, uh, you know, that you are a great artist, a great curator, and a great human. And uh, I said all those things. You can you can look it up or, you know. Um, so uh, we really want to talk about your show. Okay. Um, I may be getting a call in. So can I just, I, I value your time here, but I really want to make sure that uh, we promote the show at Pine Box Rock Shop. Good. Okay. So here's the deal. I need you guys to know that the show at Pine Box Rock Shop, Dewey's Row, is going to be an awesome show. The radio station has asked um, a couple of people who do this amazing show, uh, Art School Acid Dropout, at the Creek in the Cave every month. They've been doing it for three years, and it's just a great comedy sketch group. And what they put together for us was a shark tank parody which is just going to be amazing and it's really just for bushwick open studios which is this weekend all over bushwick take take a train out to the morgan stop on the l and just hang out just look for me um i'll probably be doing therapy in front of norton's show psychotherapy because we all need you know i am a professional self-proclaimed psychotherapist but i've been doing it for all you know since like over 15 years i am very good at it and experienced and the price is right <laughs> speaking of the price is right so this show that that i was starting to tell you about before i interrupted myself as at pine box rock shop it's part of bushwick open studios it was made just for the radio station it starts at sharply at eight but doors open seven thirty, and it's Free. So if you want to see, like the thing about the show that I really, the thing about this creative group and why I invited them is because um, it's, you know, uh, Grant Lindell started it. You can look him up. He's been on the show before. So you can hear his life story. He dated a lot. He dated, he likes the chicks. Are you going to, maybe you can stop by it on Norton, uh, on at Pine Box. I'll introduce you to him. Okay. You can see you can he you know what he did? He lied to his girlfriends when he met them. Like he this is what we learned about Grant. So anyway, like he told me this on the radio, so I don't feel bad about talking about it. Uh on the radio. So um when he like when he met he like his a couple of girlfriends he had. So he would meet them. And he would lie to them about how successful he was. Like he would say that he was doing a pilot for Comedy Central or something. <laughs> Is that great? Oh, it's pretty sleazy. <laughs> That's cheap. Well, you have to know Grant. Okay. He's, yeah, if you know Grant, you Grant. Grant is not, I don't want you to think Grant is sleazy because he's not, but yeah, it is. But then he would get himself, like if he got away with it, it would be sleazy. But what would happen is so he'd start dating these girls. And then like eventually they would realize like there was no pilot or no TV show. You know, it's like telling somebody that you, you know, have, uh, you know, a Porsche and a backyard swimming pool and then after you you know get to know them after about a year they're like where's that <laughs> you're still driving the same beat up pickup pickup truck and, <laughs> and that ditch in your backyard is not a pool no it's really actually a cement plant <laughs> right <laughs> but Nor norton that's not your game 
No. I mean, but 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 uh, I, I I can't lie because it's just too complicated. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> I know. can't remember my lies. <laughs> anyway, Grant Grant is a really brilliant creative guy. He's got a really good job now. Um, I think he's in charge of all the social media content at Comedy Central or something. But anyway, it's free. It's seven thirty. Come by seven thirty at Pine Box Rock Shop. I think Pine Box is going to be so cooking all weekend, no matter what. What do you What do you think, Norton? Usually is. It usually is, but like this weekend in particular. You can also warm up over here at 100 Bogart because Yutaka Takahashi and his band Meth Lab will be playing on the street at 7 p.m. Oh, really? Yeah, so oh. be, we'll be warm at the neighborhood at 7 o'clock. Oh, wow. So come check out Yutaka Takahashi and his band I'm Meth Lab. I'm so glad to hear on the street. that. Oh, see, I'm really glad you talked. Like, I didn't know that. See, this is the whole point, folks. There was so much going on around here. This is why I am overwhelmed. Plus, I didn't even get to the Miss Subways thing. Oh, no, really? Yeah, I was just trying to talk about Bushwick Open Studios and everything else. But um, as Norton knows, and as probably yep. a lot of you know, I'm, I am the current. This is my last few hours as my, in my reign as miss subways you got to hand off the crown tonight oh did you did you yeah, know I, you, you know that yeah yeah. yeah 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 did you see the post i look exactly <laughs> separated at birth as goodwitch glinda was that great that's brilliant i'm know? really proud of that and you know when i thought of that I, I i was with phil in the uh in in las vegas last week and out of nowhere i was like you know what? I look, this was just like the good witch Linda. Linda. So yeah, I have that post on my Facebook page. I wish I thought of that like right away. But anyway, so um, I'm preparing for this show tonight and the emotional trauma of giving up my crown to somebody else. You ought to just beat her black and blue. You know, Do you think? Then, she, then she can't wear it. Do you think I could? Maybe we could start a protest and people say that they want me to remain it. Hold, hold the crown hostage. You know? I don't know. I think they're making a new one because Reverend Jen made this one specially for oh. me. So I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? Um, also, uh, uh, was I going to say is that whoever is the Miss Subways this year is literally going to have to uh, deal with the uh, L train shutdown, which oh, is going to yeah. suck. Yes. I mean, sure. what can a Miss Subways do? She can push the train through the through the uh, tunnel. And maybe a guy, you know, we get a lot of trannies show up for it as competition. That's brilliant. I don't think Miss, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's a, you Miss Subways can't do that. Not without superpowers. Well, that's the one we need for this year. Because How? this is going to, this is going to kill Brooklyn. You think? Oh, it's going to be a nightmare. Like what, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I mean, how are you going to get to work? How are you going to get home from work? Uh, you know, unless you li live and work in Brooklyn itself, it's going to be a nightmare because I do not trust de Blasio. I mean, build de Blasio, not Bill. I don't trust that man. Mm -hmm. You know, he and he and uh, Cuomo have been having this size competition, trying mm -hmm. to see who's who was bigger than the other. Both their dicks are bigger than uh, Donald Trump's. I'm yes. sure of that. But you know, that's still and not, better shaped. That's still not saying anything. Yeah. No. True. And, uh, you know, they could have fixed this thing years ago. They had the money. They just didn't do it because they were telling each other they were be they were better than the other. So the M train is going to be a nightmare because it already is a bad train. Right. They, they can't add that many trains to right. it. It's already crowded and full. So how are you going to get into work? 
So everybody's going to be unemployed, and we're going to have mass riots, and we're all. You think riots? Really? Really? That's so interesting. Tell me about that. We should all buy torches. Really? Yes. Do you really? Are you kidding? I'm mad. Are you? You think there's going to be riots? There should. That would be. That would be weird. Like, yeah. It's just going to be a nightmare. I mean, how, how many people are going to lose their jobs? How many people might go, might lose their homes because they can't pay their mortgages because they can't get to work? Yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, I, you know, as Miss Subways, I did go to a bunch of those um, community meetings and the, you know, L train thing to sort of uh, see what I could find out. And they, they have like all these different plans, but I wound up leaving thinking, well, you know, the truth is, is that human nature is a big unknown factor. Mm-hmm. And like April 6th, it's a definite date. And once that happened, all sh- all hell is going to break loose. Yeah. And who knows who the fuck? That's why riots is a possibility. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, you already see people getting, you know, getting in fights on the subway. You do? Yeah. I mean, people, I mean not because the L train shut down. They just because people are. Tension. People are just assholes. And so when there's no L train, what are they going to do? You know? So it's, I don't know. Here's my... Here's my they're they're going to call in Musk and let him build a, drill, drill a new tunnel in a week. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need Elon Musk. Maybe make him miss subways. Or, he or could he, fix he can make it. Little, he can make little rockets to shoot across the river back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, you know, here's my alternative universe from yours. Here's my, here's my like... Um, fantasy okay so the l train gets shut off everyone i like is in bushwick anyway the mm-hmm. radio station is here you're here all the all the people but i like, also work at the whitney well that's gonna be a hard skate that's gonna be hard okay well i'm hoping that maybe 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 we'll all i'm having this fantasy that we're all gonna be like kind of shut off from the rest of the world and be in this like separate separate state that so, will then somehow triumph over everything so we should take over the concrete plant and this and this lot that's full of building materials turn it all into a into an organic orchard so we can feed ourselves <laughs> <laughs> and we're i all, didn't think we're of all, that we're all going to start wearing animal skins and painting <laughs> ourselves with, with clay and everything and enchanting at the moon each you don't want to do that <laughs> oh my god are you kidding your dog would love that oh, hey oh, hey he, can we t- can we talk about Hey Hey oh, and Astro? Because it's just too funny. He's, he's the sweetest boy. <laughs> so so Norton and I live in the same building. That's the truth, Norton. Um, I live with my husband on a, two floors up, but we, we are definitely cross paths. And it's always a pleasure to see you, Norton. I always, <laughs> I'm always happy to see you. Um, but my dog is not. So I have this tiny, horrible dog. And I say it's horrible. And it is so mean to uh norton's dog hey hey who is like this really big dog yeah half lab half border collie he's not a midget no and is and it's a boy dog yeah but he thinks he's a girl he does he's very sensitive he's more sensitive than you are really he's you know yeah he's he is he's kind of wimpy i gotta tell you norton why is he so wimpy and you're so like you're a dude he's a he's he's a wimp he's a girly guy it's okay does it does it embarrass you? Are no, you secure just, about your masculinity? It's just, it's just who he is. 
You know, I, I love the boy. He's such a good okay, boy. Okay, because sometimes I feel like this is the truth, Norton. I've never said this to you before, but this is how crazy I am. This is what I've thought <laughs> to myself. I wonder if there's something emasculating. <laughs> or no, no. I've actually thought, Norton, honest to God, this is what I've thought. I've thought, Norton is really secure in his masculinity because he can totally handle this. It's easy. Look, but don't you think some men look, would be... I would I, I would much rather have had a child, a boy, you know, raised a son that is gay than a son that is a Marine. <laughs> Period. I mean, it's, it's more, it's more understandable to me. It's more natural to me. It's more real to me. My dog is just who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's a lovable. I mean, and I he, wish I had a dog with your person, with, well, your person, yeah. the, the dog's personality. <laughs> he likes to be Not pretty. About your per- I, I don't know. know about your personality, yeah, but the dog's li- personality. My, mine's pretty obscene, but he's just pretty sweet. I don't really like my dog that much. I, I don't mean, like your dog at all. <laughs> I know. And I've told that to Phil, like Phil was the one we should keep it. And I was like, cause we fostered it. And, um, I was like, because that was the first dog I ever had. And I didn't, I mean, I'd fostered a lot of dogs and Phil was like, this is a good dog. And it was a cute dog. And I thought, well, it'll be nicer soon. But I didn't know anything. And um, it hasn't. It's no. horrible dog. It's, it's a mean-spirited little Why thing. Why do we keep it? I, you know, no one knows. You've got a cross to bear for some reason. I don't know. It's just hard to get rid of one. You know, you've taken on the responsibility of the dog. What are you going to do? Kill it? Yeah, I don't know why, but you so, know what? I I have a problem with intimacy, and that's why I have that dog, I think, because oh. I don't have to get too close to it. Oh, see, I don't have that problem. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, about my yeah. show. Yeah, let's talk about your show. Okay, this show at, at 100 Bogart Street, and these guys are really wonderful to me. They really are. This is the second time I've been able to put on a show Oh, my here. God, I know. Nick, I know. Nick and company are really, really good to me. They never overpromise, they, but they always give more than they promise. They're really they're, good people. They're special. They are. For sure. And uh, so this one is called Size Matters. Now, we're talking about Donald Trump and them again. Size Matters because I've got scaled art in here from 10 foot by 24 foot down to this woman that I met when I was in Kamayama, Japan last year, who paints um, intricate paintings on fingernails. So it is about how scale matters. And I've got people here from Japan, China, the United Arab Emirates, as well as people that work at the Whitney. We've got performers. We've got Jonah Boker. We're going to perform Saturday at 3. Wow. We've got Dirty Churches performing at 4. We've got, like I said, Yutakata Hashi playing outside tomorrow night. Sunday, Yana Paradise is, is performing. So I've got performers going on. I've got, again, more women than men in this show. Mm-hmm. Last show I had, like, four, I had, last show I did, I had uh, 20 artists, something like that, and I had 16 women and four men. This one's about the same. Mm-hmm. At the, it, uh, at the, um, at Art Historical Center. Yeah, it was a beautiful show. Thank you. And, and it's not because I was pushing this Me Too thing, it's just, I just know that many talented women. And the show comes together, and it's just that many women are in the show, because they rock. They seriously rock. You know, um, I want to say, I want to tell you guys about Norton. First of all, Norton spent a long time. You lived in Japan, right? I lived in Japan as a child. I also lived in Turkey during my high school years. Yeah, so um, you really understand. You have a very um, broad or like a very visceral, innate understanding of other like Japanese cultures yes. and other cultures. And other religions, everything else. I mean, it's... 
It's how I grew up. I grew up understanding that America is not the center of the world. Americans are idiots because they don't transfer more than 100 miles outside their hometown and they think they know everything. I mean, <laughs> so I, you know, go, to so ju- go to Japan and, Absolutely. and I'm a little kid, ages 8 to 11, and I see people going into Shinto temples and this just blows my mind. I see that even the way they wrap candy has a stronger sense of aesthetics than anything I saw in an American museum. Yeah. I go to Turkey and I see in high school and I see these Americans going, oh, we're so American religious Christians and all. But I see these Turks out there four times a day, five times a day, I can't remember how many, getting down on their knees and bowing when the, when the, when the guys up in the minarets were making their calls. And I'm going, oh, how many of you Christians would actually get out and every day get out and bow four times a day? So don't tell me your religion is the better religion. Bite my ass. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a globalist than anything else. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that, that is who you are, but somehow, um, you're static. Like I love, and I, and I've said this to you in person, but I think that Norton folks, this is me talking to you, you, you at home in your basement. Norton, um, has a really great, he's a great artist, but he also is a really great curator because he has this wonderful way of putting the work together that is very, instinctual and has certain magic to it where the work really communicates and exponentially it's all better work and um you know seen a lot of shows my day (laughs) and a lot of times you know all there's all different ways of curating some of it's very intellectual and some of it's just very haphazard but it's rare to me that to find somebody like you norton that has a way of making all the work better in a room together and i i really appreciate that and i also like the range of work that you've chosen because um some of it it's it's emotionally kind of everywhere you know some of it's funny some of it's serious some of it is pretty literal some of it is very abstract so i think that you know um it's funny, I want to use the word immersive experience, which this actually is, which is a way overused term, but this, it feels bigger than uh, an art show. So I just Thank you. really want you guys to come to that, okay? So on a, um, if you get here on Saturday uh, before three, because Jonah Bodecker is a really great performance artist. Do you yeah. want to tell us a little about his background too? And it's at three, right? Yeah, it's at three. He's also multiracial, and uh, he's been running this dance troupe now for years. He shows with Sean Kelly Gallery. He is an amazing performance artist and dancer, and he utilizes a lot of various media in his dance. So it's not just dance, but this particular one, again, because it's size matters, and we're setting parameters that deal that deal with scale. He is setting out a six by six foot piece of paper. And he will be doing a dance performance drawing on this paper. So he is limited in his scale as to what he's doing. So he fits into size matter. So when the dance is done, we are left with a description of the dance on the paper. Wow. It's going to that be That is beautiful. so cool. And what are you going to, are you going to be putting that in the gallery? It's going or? to stay, it's going to stay in the gallery. I'm going to just tape off around it. Oh, so you on don't the walk floor. It's on the floor. It's a six foot by six foot piece on the floor. He does it on the floor and then I just keep it there. 
Wow. And then at and then at four o'clock we've got Dirty Churches, which is Jesse Jelasnik and company, and he is an American composer using everything from the computer to live violin and cello players. And I mean, in his spare time, he loves reading classical composer history and biographies. Wow, the guy's brilliant. Uh, so that will be going on at four. It's also not to be missed. Mm-hmm. So. All of this is, you know, and these are people, everybody in this is my tribe. Right. You know, I, I am, I've been doing, this is the 16th show I've put together. Wow. And I started out four years ago just showing all the art handlers from the Whitney. Yes. And it, and it's been expanding since then. And so now I've got people from Japan because I was lucky last year to be invited to be in a small triennial in a small town called Kamayama in Japan which took my life full circle because I became an artist when I was in Japan and I was able to make art for that show. And I saw five artists there whose work I fell in love with. So I brought them here and they're in this show. They were in the last show. So I'm returning the favor. So come check it all out. Yeah. I want to hear a little bit about um, what, what Japan means to you, like the influence of Japan on you. Can you you explain that in any way or is that too complicated? No, it's it's actually very simple on on a couple of levels. I mean, one, I grew up in a military family. My folks folks were were good people, but they had no sense of aesthetics. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, they tried, but they had no sense. Mm-hmm. Sure. My, dad, my dad was an Air Force Colonel. I mean, he, so, was, he was good at he he was good at, at bombing the Italians in World I War II. I could picture you having a dad as knowing you the way as much as you know. I could picture that that yeah. vibe, right? He, he was he was a great man, but not my you know not me. But um, I go to Japan, and all of a sudden, everything is aesthetic. And as a kid, when I was you know this is nineteen sixty sixty three, I'm an old man. I was there when when uh, you know Godzilla was still in the egg. <laughs> and um, but I see all of a sudden that everything is aesthetic. Wait, I'm sorry. You know what, Norton? I have to interrupt you. Sure. Are we getting a call? Hello. Hello. Hello? Hi. Good. Hi. Can you hey. hear me? Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Cool. Um. So who's calling, please? This you is Radio Doctor Lisa gives a shit. Oh. The- Who's well, calling? Jack Dewey. Dewey? It's Jack, Jack Dewey. Dewey. Jack Dewey. That's me. Norton, it's Jack Dewey from Dewey's Row. Oh, like good. This, he's like a really right. like gross business guy. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean I that. I don't know about gross. Have, I mean, they do Norton, have you seen capable. Shark Tank? Yes. Okay, so uh, do, Jack Dewey is... Um, he does a show that's like Shark Tank. This is what's going to be at Pine Box. Good. Um, so it's the original Shark Tank. The original. Oh, it's the original. You mean they stole your idea? That's what you're saying, really, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I hope you're. I hope you got a good lawsuit going. So, oh, thousands. Yeah. So what's going on? Are you excited about Saturday? I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm going to be flying in. Uh, should get there right before the show. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, currently, I'm at home in Siberia. In Siberia? What? Yeah. You're in Siberia? I'm having a hard yeah. time believing that. What are you doing there? Well, right now? Well, my white tigers got out this morning, so right now I'm kind of in a panic. Oh, you uh, mean you have pets as white 
tigers as pets or something? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, they're more, yeah, I guess they're pets. Let's say they're pets. Dewey. Mr. Dewey. So what? So yeah. so you so what are you going to do with them when you come in on Saturday? Oh, they're not coming. No. No, they have to. They have to tend the garden. Oh, I thought they were like your emotional support pets or something. No, they're kind of more like employees. Yeah. Well, you know what? I would love. Like, I know all about what you're doing and everything, but like the truth is, you know. It's not going to be just your sparkling personality that are going to bring people, Jack. So you got to like tell them why they should come to the show Saturday night. That I've already, I've already, we Norton, we've already talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. So tell, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody knows about it, but why don't you tell us? Well, aside from getting to see three individuals who have an inordinate amount of money in the flesh. Hmm. That's a, I mean, that's the number one drug. So you they're pimps? around <laughs> to have this kind of cash. Men with money are so hot, right? Absolutely. Not. No. Men without money are actually. Those are, those are the guys that are good in bed. But go ahead. Can you call them men? If you call them men. Well, go ahead. Can we call them men? They're more, uh, more like uh, um, amoeba. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. I get I'll it. Find them on the bottom of my shoe. Can you wrestle? Do you wrestle your 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 white your white tigers tigers? Only if they challenge me, and they don't, because they're terrified. Ah, I see. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, why don't I uh, why don't I tell the audience a little bit about uh, who I am? Yeah, please. If they do. don't already know who I am. <laughs> to be. Kind of weird, but well, my name is Jack Dewey. Um, I've uh, I've been married six times. Mm. I've been divorced twelve times. Mm. Mm. I've been bald since I was twelve. <laughs> Part of the Bald Legion here in uh, Siberia. Huh. Me and six other individuals, we actually make a lot of decisions uh, regarding uh, the world. Really, like who? Like who gets to wear the bear skin or something? Mm, I can't really reveal that information to you. But maybe. Uh, you know what? Maybe on Saturday. Who knows? On Saturday. So, you know what? I have the guy, my friend Norton, I want to finish because he came in. But, Jack, you are definitely a slime ball, I have no doubt. And I want Thank everyone. You. I want everybody to... Uh, Come get wet and wild in uh, the sketch comedy your show featuring videos, animations, and thick hairy man boobs. So that's seven o'clock, yeah. one tw- uh, twelve. What twelve Grattan Street at Pine Box, right? Pine Box Rock Shop. Well, rock, rock out. Okay, say hi to Free. the. Give the tigers a kiss for me. Absolutely, Bye. I'll tell the row uh, you said hello. Please do. All right. Farewell. Bye. Back to you, Norton. Okay. Let's hear about your influence in Japan. Sorry uh, for that. Well, you know, I ran into an aesthetic culture, and I'd always been drawing because in those days, it took forever to get anywhere. I mean, you couldn't just fly a jet to get to Japan. You had to take a prop plane, and it was like a three-day trip. How did you get there? You mean we, from America? Where from, were you? From, from America. Yeah, we were in, we were in uh, Waco, Texas, and we flew to Japan. 
and you had to stop in Hawaii, stop in Guam, and then get to Japan. Close to your father's job. Yeah, he was uh, part of CETO, the Southeast Asia Treaty Alliance. And what age group were you in, teenagers? I was, I was, no, I was ages 8 to 11, so third oh, through fifth, oh, third through that's fifth grade. That's okay. So yeah, I, I fit right in, I fell in love with it, and that just solidified me as an artist. And right now, I read a book called, a Japanese fairy tale called The Boy Who Drew Cats, and that was my life, and I became that boy, and I'm an artist ever since. Wow. So that's when I went to Japan last year to make the show for the Kamayama Triennial. I did it based on the story, The Boy Who Drew Cats. Oh, really? That's yeah. fascinating. That's so fascinating. How is the, you know, the thing about America that I think is really um, destructive is that we're all such an individual egocentric mm-hmm. group, culture and humanity is best when it's more in a fabric, I think. We all, you and I, I know you and I agree on that. So is is Japan that way, or how how does it? Ha- it is more it is more a homogenized culture, and it is more about everybody working to help each other mm-hmm. and be part of the same culture. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's also why I have I have that in my DNA. That's why mm-hmm. I work so hard for my tribe mm, to you push do. to push them so far ahead. You do, you do. Um, so you know it is it is about you know I'm a, I'm an old hippie also I'm not I'm not about the individual I'm about the group mm-hmm. I push my I, I've sent out yeah. over 2,500 individual emails promoting this show Oh you have really 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 worked hard I mean I've even went old school and sent out 50 invitations have, in the mail Yeah no with personal you, notes You really <laughs> no you really you you are a real professional I mean professional it's, isn't even the word It's like somebody who really gets I, I care about, done i care about the these commitment people. yeah Commit- i should be committed yes but <laughs> you should be committed <laughs> but it's also the commitment you can't discipline yourself to do that kind of thing you have to have a commitment to do it and i think the commitment is through your feelings for the people which is pretty fucking Thank awesome you. and rewarding it comes back to you i i'm and i mean also it's inevitable it's uh you can evidence in the show itself um do you think that japan that the japanese have it easier in a sense in their culture because they are like all jap they don't have as many uh different uh no not really no i mean you know it's it's it there is less diversity and and in some ways that is a crippling thing for them really how because you know they're they can get monofocused but the thing is, the Japanese every year take a vacation and go outside the country, which they didn't do twenty years ago. You know, ah. that's a more recent thing. So now they have they have a pretty broad cultural understanding because they all get out. Ah, ah, yeah. I see. So things are different. Mm, very so different. We're getting another call, okay, and I well, know you have to go. Well, thank you very You're much such for a having sweetheart me. For thank being you, Lisa. Here. I, I just got a lot to do. I know yet. you do. I know you do. And, uh, and I love your work, and I'm oh, really excited so to have you perform oh. outside. So you guys got to come see Doctor Lisa work. All right, come get a free see the, therapy. Get get, a, get free therapy. Get a free uh, a yeah. prescription. I'm going to write everybody a prescription. There you go. There you go. It's okay. going to be really, really fun. Come see this. This is this is community. But I'm also making Bushwick connect to the outside world. Yeah, because right? we're going to need that when the L train goes down, Absolutely. boy. You know, we're going to get must to bring in the jets. Okay, yeah. talk to you okay, later. Okay, thanks so much, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so whoever was uh, calling in, why don't you try it again? Hi. Hi. Who is this? 
This is Sherilyn Neidhart. Sherilyn, hey, hey, how are you? I'm well. Hello, Dr. Lisa. I was really great listening to your conversation with Norton. Oh, you were? You were? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm I, very excited about that show. Me too. And um, we're really excited about, you know, you were on my, I want everybody to know, you were on my radio show uh, a couple weeks ago. It got an incredible response. People really loved listening to you. They thought you Oh, were, it was a wonderful conversation. It really was enjoyable. So um, you are also part of another one of the, I would say there's three big things. In my mind, there are three big things. There's 56 Bogart. There's 100 Bogart, which we just spoke to Norton. And there's 119 uh, Ingraham, which is right around the corner um, in Mm -hmm. between folks. It's on your way. If you go from 100 Bogart to 56 it's right in the middle. So you should make sure it's a ve- it's very important that you guys see all of this. And it's in three central locations, uh, Brooklyn Fireproof, 119 Ingraham. So Sherilyn is a big part of that. And why don't you tell us about that? Sure. Yeah, our building gets super involved. Um, I keep a studio at Brooklyn Fireproof. Um, lots of other artists do, too. I have a solo exhibition up right now in the gallery that's on the lower level. Um, The gallery is Art During the Occupation, run by Christopher Stout. My show is called Supermassive Black Hole. It's a lot of fun. Come see it. Creators Club has a group show that's up right now. Thomas Burr Dodd has a show that's up also at the same location. There's a lot to see and do there. It's going to be super fun. And we're having a huge party on Friday night also. Oh, yeah. So if you come down to, like... The Morgan L stop on Friday night. There's going to be a lot to do and see. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Um, I'm like, I'm like, I think it's going to be like an epic night. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I actually took the day off work just you so I did? could rest up. I didn't know that. Where are you now? I'm at my home. Oh, if I had known, you could have come in and hung out with me here. But we're virtually hanging out right now. We are. We are. But, you know, I I have to tell you, you look so great. And I was looking at you. I saw you last night and I love your hair and I just think you look so beautiful. Oh, thanks. Really? Yeah. Um, But you guys can come see Sherilyn on your own and and see how beautiful she looks. Tell Tell them about your paintings a little bit, too. So we get that in there. Oh, sure. They're uh, large-scale cityscapes that employ their paintings. They employ a lot of double imagery, and they're complicated and hard to describe, but colorful and fun. Yeah, and they're really, um, they're really, I don't know, they're really, like, they're really entertaining, and, 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 and there's complex really They're complex, complex. <laughs> but you've been getting a lot of um attention for them and people have been coming by so will you help me describe will you stick with me while i try to describe phil's piece sure i've actually i saw some of phil cycloramas at uh, spring break so i know a little bit about it oh good yeah so phil bueller my husband right now is he's at the doctor I tried, I told him to call in, but he's at the doctor. And um, so do you, did you hear about this, Charlene? He went to Nogales, Mexico. Did you hear about this? Um, Maybe a little bit. Well, Nogales 
is a town in Mexico. It's the border town where people, you know, where people cross the border from yeah. Mexico. The, I have, I've been there. Yeah. Oh, you have? Because you're mm-hmm. from around there, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, thing is that uh, Phil went down there. He, he uh, you know, met some people. He arranged to photograph people on both sides of the border making contact. So this piece is a mother and her baby on one side, you know, it's like wooden slats. Did you see the border when you were there? Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. It's just like wooden slats, right? In some places, yeah. In some places, it's like a weird Corten steel fencing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But can you, always, in can you always see through it? Um, not everywhere, but in like a lot of the populated areas, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, in some places, it's completely you can't even see in. Yeah, and and some places it's just open Sonora Desert, mm-hmm. too. So, I mean, the only people who would really be on the other side would be coyotes. Oh, oh, wow. Um, but there, but anyway, so it's just this, it's this, you know, walk-in photograph where you can feel like you're there with them and feeling what this family's feeling, you can experience like you're watching them. You're in the room with them, literally. Uh, yeah, the cycloramas are really cool. He had another one that I saw that was like being at a protest. Mm-hmm. They're very immersive, and it's a it's an amazing thing to see in person and to be able to put your body physically into the photograph. Yeah, it's like you really have the experience personally. Yeah. And uh, can be very emotional. Um, totally. Very emotional. So um, I think it's, you know, I don't think Phil planned it this way, but it's really such a great, I mean, obviously he was inspired, but I think the timing is really, really good with what's going on in this country. And do you know what else? He got um, the League of Women Voters to come. So he's going to actually have a table there with people signing up to vote. Oh, very cool. Isn't that great? Very cool. And that's, he's going to be right out on Grattan Street, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have like a whole thing in front of Pine Box. They're, you know, on Grattan Street where they have the, um, that street, you know, uh, you know, they walled up. No, whatever the word is, you know, you can free street. You can do whatever you want in it. Right. No traffic. No traffic. (laughs) <laughs> so I asked Norton what he thought was going to happen when the L train got, because, you know, tonight I'm also doing the Miss Subways thing, I right? Know. We talked about that. I know how much is going on. I'm like really overwhelmed. So in case you can't tell. So uh, what what's your what do you imagine is going to happen when the L train shuts down? Well, I think a lot of people are going to buy bicycles. Mm-hmm. Um, I right now bike to work in Manhattan quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the more of us that bike, the safer it'll be for everyone. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to walk too. And I think a lot of people are going to work at home. Mm-hmm. What about like the businesses and stuff like that? Dude, I don't know, man. It's going to be like the wild, wild East out here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of businesses hard to are going to shut. You think? Yeah. It's already very hard to operate a small business in this district. Mm. 
Um, and to put that added pressure on, I mean, I remember in the early 2000s, they would frequently shut down the L for a weekend. And in the wintertime, it was a ghost town around here. Yes, yes, I remember that. Um, what do you think about politics? Who's going to take the hit? You know so much about You're good at this. What do you think What do you think is going to happen politically with, like, de Blasio? Norton doesn't like de Blasio. I mean, I get that. But what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I started out as a big de Blasio supporter, and over time, I support him less and less. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's plenty of blame to go around. <laughs> I mean, I think that, you know, the subways literally have a third rail, but also that's the third rail of NYC politics. Mm. No one wants to touch it because it's a big, complicated mm-hmm. problem. And do you think this will have something to do with bringing the whole thing to a head at all? I Meaning mean, if like, this doesn't, I don't know what will. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it will, right? I think so. Yeah. I think there could, he might be right. There very well could be riots. Really? I know so many people, Lisa, who still don't really think it's going to be that big of a deal. (laughs) Really? You think it could be riots? Wow. I think it's going to be a big deal. I think it's going to be a very big deal. Wow. 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 I mean, what I said, I, I, you know, that it's kind of like, you human nature is unpredictable and it is going to be a very big deal. And I don't think anyone can predict. I think it's very unpredictable because you can have all the plans you want, but when you have people in the, on the way to work and you don't know, like it's not like people are assigned to certain ways to get into work. It could be human nature. Everybody goes into one place and gets nuts. But yeah. I think it, I think like I'm hoping it'll bring some attention to the problem that we have with uh, the subways and the lack of funding. Well, I also think it's kind of crazy that we still have so many people who work during the same hours in Manhattan. Like, if I go into work at 7, there's not that many people on the train. But if I go into work at 9, it's impossible to get on the L. Oh, I know. Like, why don't we stagger people's work times? We have capitalism now. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> that seems really, you know what? That seems really on you know. That seems like very. That seems as idealistic as turning the cement plant into a swimming pool. Because I think we should do both, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we're going to do anything, but I think that the thing is, is that um, uh, I think that management of these companies feel, like to feel like they're getting the most out of people, and I mm-hmm. think if they stagger people they don't feel like they have as much control as they'd like. Oh, I'm sure that you're right. And they don't think they're getting as much money out of them. And the management wants to have the people there when they're there, right? Mm -hmm. So they can boss them around. So that's a whole other thing. But it'll be really interesting. I mean, I grew up in a town of about 20,000 people in Southern California. Mm Mm-hmm. 275,000 people ride the L train every day. Wow. It's a lot of people. It's bigger than most small cities in America. Yeah. 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 And it's gotten more and more crowded. Do you think it's going to change? Do you think? Here's the thing. If it starts really hurting the real estate prices, like especially in Williamsburg, I could see that happening. 
Mm-hmm. Um, then if the real estate people get involved, do you think that'll have an effect? What are they going to do? Um, well, depending on what the problem is, as far as what comes out of what happens when the train stops running on April 6th, you know, they may have, there may be, they may want to influence something. I don't know, have any influence on making things better. Yeah. I mean, I think they're probably the group of people in the best position to do anything. Mm -hmm. But so far, no one seems to want to try much of anything. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Even just um, opening bus lanes on 14th Street has been a huge fight, as you know. Oh, yeah. Yes, as Miss Subways. And you really encouraged me. I want to thank you for all your encouragement during the Miss Subways. <laughs> I think of you as I think of you as my guide through that because um, I feel like you're very, very well informed and uh, you help get me up to speed a lot. And uh, was, oh, well, we had a really good time. We explored a run for you for governor of New York. Yes, yes. So, what do you think about that now? Do you, what do you think my run for governor would have been like? Judging, what do you? How do you think Cynthia Nixon did? Like, what's your thoughts on that? I think she did really well. Um, I don't think she had that much support outside of the city, and her support within New York City wasn't really strong enough. Um, but it was her first time. And I think she could run again and do more. Mm-hmm. I think she didn't quite have as strong support from the parties on the left as she could have. Mm-hmm. Um, but if she stays in it and runs again or supports someone else running again, I think we could have some real change. Yeah, I guess like what's really great is um, I guess what's really great is that she actually moved the ball. Yeah, right? she did. I mean, you and, and she, I... She pushed all the candidates to the left, and right. that was a, good, a very good goal. Right, right. So she had a, so she had a real effect, and I think that's really Absolutely. important. I also think it's really important to have red hair no matter what, don't you? Oh, my God, of course. Yeah, you can't get through... Like, who are you if you don't have red hair? It, hey, if you need something done, you get a get, redhead. Get a redhead on it. Absolutely. So anyway, um, I'm going to play the promo for uh, the show on Saturday night, which I'm very excited about. We had a call in from, um, you know, Jack Dewey, the slimy guy from... Oh, I heard. Did you hear that? Of course. (laughs) Him and his white tigers flying Uh in from uh, Siberia. It sounds absolutely amazing. I think I think that guy's gonna be like so fucked up. I think it's gonna be like fucked up in the best way possible. Can can it's, I play this promo of, be, be, yeah. of that he did? Will you stay with me? That's great. I'm totally. You're right here. You. You're with me. You're with I'm me, with Sharon. Okay. My name is Jack Dewey. My crack team of investors and I want to invest in you. You will be humiliated in public by a bald man. Join us at Pine Box Rock Shop, September 29th, 8 p.m. It's free. Charlene, you're still there? I'm still here. That's amazing. Aren't you like, this guy is gross? Like, Of course. So compellingly gross, though? Yeah, that's like traditional Bushwick uh, 
Yeah. I think this is I <laughs> think I know. I think this is the year for uh gross men to stand up and be counted as gross. <laughs> what yes. do you think? Yes. Gross men be wear your label proudly. I, I they they are really gross and I think that they need to form some kind of coalition. Well, I think it would be good for us just to all know who the gross men are. Yeah, exactly. Maybe That's very they, helpful. Yes. Well, they're not that hard to, I mean, for you and me. <laughs> you know, Sherilyn, you and me. We we're, have a lot of experience. We're though. grown adults. We're smart, yeah. grown adult women. <laughs> but there are a lot of women that we see out here who are nice young ladies who have no idea. I know. We, well, we need we need for those gross men to stand up and wear that label proudly so we yeah. know who they are. Yeah, we got, or maybe we need... Uh, like a, a force of people to pro- to like point them out, like you know yeah, what I mean. I, I think that's already happening. I just <laughs> to the congressional testimony. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. Have you been watching it? Uh, I've been listening to it on the radio. Yeah, it's great. And I I was saying before that I love the casting. Like that woman is so fucking. Yeah. on top of it and powerful and I can't believe how brave she is I don't understand what it what it must take for her I mean it's yeah she is really giving a great gift to our nation she honestly. really she really is I'm really like I'm you can't you can't discredit her in any way and it's a shame that it took somebody with a, a, ma- a two masters and a doctorate and an expert in psychology to 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 do that because there have been a lot of great women that haven't been believed but this woman is just you can't you can't take any she's a very powerful woman yeah and she's a good witness very good witness. Great witness. God, I could never remember the parties I went to in high school. Christ Almighty, you, I was drunk, drunk you, for most of that. You, so. you, you know what? Guys in high school didn't didn't want to have anything to do with me. I was too weird, <laughs> weird and complicated, crazy. So mm-hmm. I kind of lucked out. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, I I've had harassment in my day for sure. I mean, we all have. Right, sure. you've been oh harassed. Oh my God! Every, yes. every woman has been harassed. So I, anyway, yeah. we're going to have to leave it at that. I love you for calling in. Thank you. Um, I just have I to do you. my Thanks. radio show stuff and remind people to listen to 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 Doctor Lisa gives a shit Radio Free Brooklyn. Download our app at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash iPhone slash Andrew, and please come to. To the Love Honey Show at Arlene's Grocery. That's nine twenty. Oh God, that happened already. We got to get rid of this. Who's who's keeping <laughs> Jesus? So anyway, um, but definitely come by. Get off at the Morgan Stop, you guys. All right, and come by a hundred Bogart, fifty six Bogart, and one one nine Ingram Street. That's Brooklyn Fireproof. Okay, folks? Um, See you out there at BOS. I want to see you this weekend.